Hello everyone, it's Matt Loon here, uh, half the hosting skills of That's The Issue, and pretty sure I'm your greatest podcasting friend. It's okay, give in to it. I just wanted to come on before we started the show proper, uh, just to give a little apology of sorts. The episode you're about to hear, we do a lot of great talking, but at the same time, Wes is not feeling very well. I am melting in the UK summer heat wave that has suddenly hit and will probably be gone by this time tomorrow. I'm only speaking for myself, I'm a little bit quiet some of the, some of the parts, so I apologise in advance for some of the audio issues that we might suffer from. But you know, we talk about Secret Empire a lot, so there's going to be a little bit of fatigue setting in this is the fifth uh, secret empire episode we've got and we just found out there's another issue coming in secret empire omega number one that's coming in september we talk about that we talk about heavy spoilers for secret empire number four as well as a bunch of the latest issues that have come out and so have a listen enjoy and being british i have to say i'm sorry (laughs) welcome to your doom everyone and welcome to another episode of That's the Issue, uh, the podcast getting to know Secret Empire one slow <laughs> and painful step at a time. <laughs> um, my name is Matt Loon and uh, joined with me as always is my co-host Wes Messer. Wes, how are you doing this fine evening? Well, better than I've been the past couple days. It's funny, I actually told on I suspect I've been I've been kind of dealing with what we call the Hey kids, it's summer. Your sinuses are gonna hate your life for the next for the next few days. I've been like, so basically, I have been like taking like Allegra every couple of days or so. And like, so I, I'm basically like, like guys, I'm not sick. I just sound really weirdly congested at times because I've been like most couple of days. I'm, this is like the most regular I've sounded the past couple of days outside of just like. Yeah, you, like sound, you sound alright. You know, you sound. I don't sound like. I, uh, you're too I sound. Bad, ba- I sound a lot better. Like I, I didn't. Sound, I just sound really congested. I really. I'm like. I'm not that bad. I'm not feeling bad. It's just when you get. It's like I tell people like when you get hit with like these random random allergies during the summer. It's like, and like imagine people going, oh yeah, like yeah, you get whammy with something. Like I usually get whammy. Like this is like the first time I've ever had like weird sinus pressurey things. So I've been like. We, I'm like this. Oh. Uh, this is annoying. So, yeah. but I said this is like the best I've like, like I felt like, yay! I can actually focus on something for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, it's good timing, man. We were saying we've before, had to, uh, this, this. This is the one. This is the interesting week for Secret Empire, where a little bit happened in each of the issues. I don't know, a lot what, happened, but not a lot happened at the same time. Yeah, like, that's there, the there were certainly good episodes. There were certainly good issues, but like, um, there, not a great deal moved the story forward. It was generally Correct. kind of setting up where the pieces were. Um, so we've got like we've got seven issues to cover. Um, <laughs> that's why so, I'm I, I'm not going through like put it this way nine the nine issue adventure hour advent, adventure two hours was sort of like the. Like I kind of joke, that was our litmus test of how much Secret Empire can two human beings take, and yeah, yeah, yeah and, and also that. like how you know we're we're a relatively new podcast. We're still trying to reach out to listeners. So if you thought listeners that uh, that deep diving into a major controversial comic book event 
uh, was a bad idea for a brand new podcast that's trying to reach <laughs> as many people as possible, you'd be right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but uh, despite that, we are continuing. Oh, we're dude, we're we're in this, man. We're we are in this wacky Wonderland adventure. I mean, is is it bad? Is was it a bad idea? No, but was it an interesting idea? That yeah, but there's there's. I think we're also kind of learning that sometimes there's some stuff of this of this crazy crossover adventure that you can only deep dive so much into. Exactly. And like, there's gonna be there's gonna be some weeks where the the issues are absolutely, you know, there's gonna be a, a few more twists and turns before the end of the the before the end of the the series. Um, but at the same time, I think it's good to kind of touch base with it, see what's going on. We're not going to deep dive into the issues as much as we did uh, on our last Secret Empire episode, um, because that did run for over two hours. But this, yeah, um, and, and it's like, and it's like we were just sort of like, my word. <laughs> yeah, we were a little bit uh, blown, blown away by it. Um, this is so. This is our fifth episode of Secret Empire. Um, if you want to go back and listen to the others, you're more than welcome to. You don't have to. And if you uh, want to hear what the show is about when we're uh, not talking about Secret Empire, last week's episode, we chatted with uh, Kieran Shiak of um, CBR, Polygon, formerly Comics Alliance editor, um, and podcasts like Journey's Misery, things like that. He came on to talk about his Kickstarter, um, Mossy number one with Tracy Shepard, which was a lot of fun to chat to him. Uh, we also talked about Grant Morrison, uh, Animal Man, the big meta-narrative, Flash, DC's multiverse, all kinds of awesome things like that. So that was a great chat that we had with him then. Um, go back and listen to that if you want to listen to that. As we say, we're going to we're gonna dive into uh, Secret Empire again um, this episode. Um, we're going to be covering seven issues, the issues that came out uh, last week and this week. But... Um, not we're not going to go into it too much. Do you um, want to know something? Um, Matt, Matt I just realised something. I think I yeah. missed an issue again. I'll oh, no. I'll only get to this now. Okay, well that's fine. I, I what, missed which, the, what I, I missed the Sam Wilson the Sam Wilson one. Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. That was, like I actually was like I was like looking at my, oh my lord, I got <laughs> to read. the issues but, that we're going to be covering. We're covering um, Secret Empire Brave New World number one, Secret Empire issue four, Secret Empire United number one, Captain America Sam Wilson number twenty three, Deadpool thirty two. Secret Warriors number three, and Uncanny Avengers number twenty-four. So there are quite a lot of various issues through there, and and also you know on another note, we we're covering this uh, event all the way through, as we said. Might not be the best idea for a brand new podcast. Uh, <laughs> Trying to reach out to as many people as possible, but the good news is, if you thought it'd be over soon, it's not. It's going on for another rep- issue, and I I only found this out when I was doing a little bit of research before the show because I must have missed this. Um, yeah, let me see this myself. Out. Secret Empire Omega. Secret Empire Omega number one. It's coming out in September. Um, The solicits, the Marvel solicits aren't yet out for September. The uh, the DC ones have come out uh, today as we record this. But yeah, there's going to be a Secret Empire Omega issue. So what with issue 10 that was announced a couple of weeks ago or last month, plus the Zero issue, plus if you count the free Comic Book Day issue, which we did when we were doing our reviews, that's a 13 issue event why unlucky for some unlucky for us why? and if you're listening <laughs> unlucky for us as well so i mean it's one of those things we, we are enjoying the, the, the event on the in in the in the grand scheme of things we but... we, I, we okay 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 
They're they're doing Secret Empire Omega. Yeah. They but, but don't they added boring. another another uh, why what? <laughs> and we we talked about this last last time. We didn't really touch on it much, but the the idea of a tenth a, a special like tenth issue or an, an an additional issue that Marvel does. You know, they they announced it this time like it was brand new information. Um, but they, you know, come on, Tom Brevoort does his thing where he says, oh, the, the ending is so spectacular that we decided to stretch it across into another issue. Like, this is a one-time only deal, but they've done that for the last two events, three events? Like, Secret Civil War 2, definitely. Secret Wars, definitely. Um, maybe Original Sin they did it for as well. And they always come on and announce there's going to be an extra issue. And you think, okay, that's expected. You know, unsurprising they're going to be an extra issue. Now they're bringing out Secret Empire Omega, number one, which... I can only assume has got more ties in with Vanishing Point, which they mentioned. So maybe it's going to be more of a, instead of it being the end of Secret Empire, it's going to be kind of an epilogue slash prologue for the next thing that comes along. Because they always tend to do that. They did that with Civil War, the Confession. Well, we know Marvel's Generation's on the way. And and we know that leads into the whole Marvel Legacy. I'll say my name. I term, I coined it on Twitter. Marvel not rebirth legacy. Yeah, totally not rebirth at totally all. Not rebirth. No, nothing to do with rebirth except the fact that it sounds very similar to rebirth. It's, it's and rebirth. also the generations one shots have been announced. And yeah, the creative teams have been announced, and there's a little bit more information in there. There's a secret empire leads into Generations via a thing called the Vanishing Point. Now, some people are speculating yeah. that this Vanishing Point is just a, a plot point rather than an actual mini-event, or it's it's not. I don't think it's going to be acknowledged with any kind of, like, Marvel Vanishing Point issue zero or anything like that. Yeah. I think it's probably more likely to be a narrative technique, probably in Omega, probably in Secret Empire Omega that's going to be used. But people are speculating that maybe it's the place that the, different, the alternate Steve Rogers is in, um, maybe I, it's um, who part knows of the Cosmic at this point. Cube kind of rewrite and things like that. But who knows? But anyway, it leads into Generations, which leads into Marvel Legacy, which is again, I don't think Marvel Legacy is a is a series as such as it is an initiative um, to just kind of renumber it. Well, they, they do. They actually coined it Marvel Legacy Number One. So oh, okay, maybe there is then. So um, it's likely the event that's going to set up all the. The fun stuff of them sending up their all their series and stuff. Because here's the thing, I, I am rooting for Marvel. I, I really am. I, I hope this. I hope this goes over really well. Because I think there's a lot of people who are probably gonna be like, oh, cool, Marvel's trying something. Try going doing a Marvel, doing a new Marvel event. Cool, okay. And I think people are kind of looking forward to seeing what they do. Because like, there's some people who are sort of like, ah, I'll just come back when Legacy hits, and hmm. and then there's gonna be some people who be like, I, I don't even know what. It's like one of the things where like Secret Empire Omega. I'm like, you're you're adding another okay Marvel. You do you. Matt and I will be in for this adventure. It's interesting how you and I just kind of did this like kind of like an oddball little lark. Just like us going, oh, okay, we'll do this. It'll be fun. Oh God. Oh, oh go. <laughs> good. Good yeah, Lord. It's how- going on. So we now know that it's going on for. Well, it's, it's nearly the end of June now, so it's going on all through July, all through August, and into September. Into this September. Um, I, I'm really hoping they don't they don't decide to make take this until like November and be like, "Hey, kids, guess what? We'll, we're in the midst of Marvel Legacy. Secret Empire's still going." Well, another um, another kind of tradition of Marvel, which you know uh, is unintentional on their part, so they say. Or, you know, in following in the spirit of extending the um, extending the issues beyond the standard normal uh, amount that they announced. They, delays, delays happen, and delays happen to Marvel events every single time. 
and so there, you know there is a delay it, and so what not what happens as well as what happened before is the fact that you get the end or you get the start of the next thing before the end of the last thing so that happened with Civil War 2 we found and, out all about Tony Stark kind of quote unquote dying before the end of Civil War and and it happened with Secret Wars where you knew what happened with Secret Wars after yeah, the whole and those are the last two events of the same scale as Secret Empire so there's no reason to believe Secret Empire is going to be any different so well, there could very well be delays th- th- there is one bonus of Secret Empire with this with this round there is one bonus. They actually have multiple artists working on this for each segment, and yeah. that's the bonus here. And and it's like every bit is like okay, we've had we've had like we've had different artists working on each thing, so that's helped. That I can tell that's they're making sure they don't get a delay due, because if yeah, yeah. any if one segment of this event went off the rails in a delay or whatever, it is not ending well. And I do because there's there's a bit to piece of the of, of this uh, Secret Empire and how it goes together and like the one thing I think like it was funny I I remember on Twitter I was watching a read on Twitter and everyone in there and everyone with Secret Empire number four because this is sort of like the week of the Pimtron absolutely and we're guys this is not going to be a deep dive episode I mean but this way Matt Matt has been on a very lovely vacation over the weekend. <laughs> and, I have, and I've brought the weather back with me, and like the weather in England at the moment is, I'm melting at the moment. Now it's probably not very hot for anyone else living in different any other country that's uh, used to hot weather. Um, but let me tell you, we are not used to hot weather, um, and so it was 88 today, which is uh, 36, 37 Celsius, which isn't much, but it's still it's still quite warm now. And over here, it's now quarter to three in the morning, and it, I'm still oh Lord, sweating. So it's still really warm. H- hence why I am doing. I came up with the idea of kind of thinking, okay, this is going to be the one week where if we want to take a kind of a a less deep divey thing in the Secret Empire. This would be the week. This it's like because so this is what I'm so this is what I'm, I kind of want to do. What kind of this is going like the let's hit the beats because hit, hit the beats of the of the empire here because i kind of the one thing about secret empire 4 it was in secret empire number four this week was it was the funny but was in the flashback sequences we didn't get a lot outside of some really cool little fun fights the big part of the it and the and then we get the punisher the punisher black widow bit which i'm actually looking forward to seeing where that pays off like because it sets up more of the red room team which I really wish would have gotten its own full series, and I kind of would. I was like, I would have been down for that. That that yeah, that I'm would have been cool. That was actually probably one of my. I I but it's like, well, okay, just a segment in Empire, but but the whole legendary journey in the Pimtron. Oh my! Yeah, it feels as though it feels as though Nick Spencer was definitely kind of giving as as much room as possible to his Pim Ultron interact. Generally speaking, there's a couple of issues. Like out of these seven, there's a couple of issues we want to um we want to. Like not deep dive into, but touch on more than others, and there's a couple that we're not going to. So, do you want to? Um, shall we whiz through the ones we don't want to talk about first, or we're not bothered about talking about? Because I think the ones that are worth discussing this week are probably Secret Empire number four, obviously, yeah. and then Uncanny Avengers, which I thought was really good. I um, like that one. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. I like that one. Secret Warriors, I enjoyed, still enjoyed, still really. I good really like. Yeah, I like that one. That was fun. I actually read that today. And I and, really liked what they did with it. I really like where that's going. Yeah. And then possibly either Deadpool or Secret Empire United, whichever you prefer to talk about a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, United was... It was funny, you left me the Google Doc 
like to talk about how we should like how they end off the show and I was just I was cracking yeah, up at yeah. how Secret Empire was like the massive like the swerve en- the swerve ending of yeah Secret Empire United was a massive swerve wasn't it so we'll that definitely one. talk about that as well so that's good funny but yeah we can talk about um, we can talk about Pimtron first if you want to I do want to talk about Pimtron because I sorry people I for, I did not realize I forgot to read Sam Wilson's like that was my own bad I was like whoops <laughs> yeah. I knew I knew I forgot something. Whoops! Well, like, Sam Wilson, Sam Wilson, uh, issue twenty-three happens between issues three and four of Secret okay. Empire, and it kind of covers um, a little bit more about how Sam Wilson's under, underground transporting of people out of the country, um, exactly okay. how he's got that to work, and it's quite clever. Nick Spencer's taken something from an old. Um, comic book storyline that I don't remember, um, and he's kind of using that, and I've no doubt that that is a real, a real part from Marvel history. Um, and he uses a a character that is as old as Marvel, the Marvel universe itself, to um, to kind of help in his endeavors. I was like, I was skimming through, and I saw Mole Man. I was like, oh, ha. that's it, exactly. Yeah, Yay. Mole Man's in it. So if you're going to be reading people the underground, then, then, uh, then yeah. I was like, ah, no one told me. I was like, I would, I would have made if I, if I would have known that Mole. Like, I like Mole Man. I'll have to make a point to uh, dive through this a little bit more later so, because yeah, that was exactly actually kind of cool. It's a good, it, it's a, it's a good issue. If you enjoy Sam Wilson, you enjoy that. But there's not, um, not a great deal of it happens. It, it, it ends where Secret Empire number four picks up where. Okay. Then Sam Wilson thinks they're going to Brazil, um, but Tony Stark says, "Actually, no, we're not. We're going to Pym Ultron's lair." Okay, so and that's where Secret Empire. Because I do want to get a little like mostly I kind of focus a lot of times a little more Secret Empire four because this is sort of like the funniest bit of the most oddly funny bits of Secret Empire of of like the awkward dinner theater of Pimtron because. Mm. The, uh, the awkward family dinner. It's sort of like the ultimate awkward fa- awkward Avengers family dinner. This was definitely the first time that I felt felt Nick Spencer's humor come right right really come to the forefront because he before Secret Empire come along before Captain America hailed Hydra for the first time, I knew Nick Spencer mostly from Superior Foes of Spider Man and books like The Fix and books like Astonishing mm-hmm. Ant Man where his sense of humor is takes the forefront and he and he is predominantly like a humor like a humor writer he's a funny guy he's a funny writer he's got some great moments and this was the first issue of secret empire especially um where i definitely felt that kind of coming back into play a little bit he actually got to be a little bit more funny because good lord i mean the whole pimtron thing is just so bonkers absurd (laughs) i mean it's the overlord like when where's you see the kissy overlord uh, apron yeah. you're like what what are we getting into now yeah. and it's like what what is happening everyone's on the table having this very awkward and very weird dinner party you're like what <laughs> what is this now it's it's a strange one it's um i mean i think it's appropriate that we're having an, an episode of of uh, of that's the issue where we're kind of taking a bit of a, a slower step or a more a more relaxed approach to our coverage, um, because that's very much what Secret Empire issue four feels like. It feels like it's taken a step outside of the event, bring you something completely different. And it's like I did a um, review of it for Multiversity Comics, and I I wasn't very kind to it. Like I wasn't scathing, but like for me it felt scathing because scathing to me is when. You know, I, if someone steps on my foot and I don't apologise, that's me being scathing. So, like, I'm not, um, I'm never, I'm not quite used to that kind of thing. But at the same time, it felt like a very, it was a very strange issue. 
but also on Multiverse yeah. Comics. Um, uh, James Johnston has been covering it with the Man in the Hydra Castle, the uh, articles that we've mentioned before on the show. Um, he mentioned something that I um, didn't even touch on, didn't even think to touch on in uh, in my review, which was um, that this is this feels very much less um, like it, it it takes the focus completely off the kind of fascist allegory that's been running through Secret Empire and gets back to kind of Marvel heroes seeped in Marvel. It's steeped in the Marvel universe, if you know. Well, yeah. So it's kind of it's it's very much more about the the heroes kind of fighting amongst themselves in the confines of their own fictional universe, rather than it being a bit more of a political statement because there's none of that in here there's no real no. mention of Hail Hydra or anything like that it's more kind of yes like yes Steve Rogers is a bad guy and yes they're all against each other and things like that but it's much it's much more a commentary on Marvel Comics itself rather than rather than like any kind of right wing political movement yeah. in the real what yeah, do you think it, it was interesting for me because this was the issue. Like, this is why I was kind of like, this is like the week I thought. I mean, outside of the whole Pentron stuff, not that much happened. I mean, or like pretty much a lot of people. This funny part though is, is the Pentron dinner scene was probably for a lot of people the best part of like the entire series so far was the Pentron awkward dinner theater. I mean, I actually like I like that a lot. Every rest of the issue was like, okay, that that's cool. The Pentron dinner, oh, and and it really it did confront the whole issue of why. Like, yeah, you know why Hank, you know Hank, you know why we never had any dinner parties or, or, um, really had any hangouts or everything is, yeah, you hit Jan. We, we couldn't be around you. Yeah. We, we, we just didn't like you, man. It's like, it's like we, we just didn't want, we didn't want to hang out with you anymore. So... I mean, yeah, um, like the AI Tony Stark drops that bomb, doesn't he? Like, yeah, Tony Stark goes, goes, drops it, and he just drops that bomb, and you're like, oh. No, I've got. I mean, I've got my own opinions on that kind of from a reader's point of view. But let me ask you a question: Do you think that, like, in the in the context of the of their universe, do you think that Tony Stark was telling the truth, or do you think he was just saying something to to break this kind of charade or charade that he's? he's surrounded by hmm that's a good that's a good thought actually that's an interesting yeah, thought because i, like, I can believe that thing. i mean yeah i i don't know that's an interesting thought i i did not think about that it's like it's a strange one isn't it it is strange because the whole the whole ai tony stark stuff is really weird anyway for me it's like i'm, I'm still i'm still a little bit like okay we have ai tony stark but i did I did kind of like, okay, he was just trying... I think I, it would not surprise me. There was probably a lot of truth in it, and there likely was a lot of truth in mm. what he said, but also another part of how do I break this? How do I how do I break us out of this really strange illusion, like, thing that, that Hank Pym as Ultron has hooked up? And it's like, well, you know what? I'll lay the most brutal thing I had probably... I've been thinking for years about this. And... Mm. He knows he knows that Hank Pym is Ultron, but it's not. It's kind of Hank Pym, but not Hank Pym. But it is, but it's not. It also isn't. So mm. he knows he knows how to hit that button, and he hit that button without a single hint of okay, I know how to break this, and it yeah, works. and it's no coincidence that it comes after um, after a moment where like Tony Stark. Tony Stark has like a one of the fun, one of the more amusing moments in the issue. He's like the fact that 
you know, Pym Ultron goes on to this monologue about how, you know, how he feels like he he deserves, you know, he deserves recognition and all this mm-hmm. kind of thing. I'll see if I can find the actual quote itself. Um, but at that moment, Tony Stark then realises, he starts laughing his head off. And he says, you know, I didn't even know, I didn't know for certain if that was actually you in there. Like, I didn't even know if that was actually Hank Pym in there. But it turns out it is because only, only Hank Pym could come out with something like that. And he starts going on then and starts saying, talking about the jam thing. So it's almost as though Tony Stark spots straight away the, the chink in the armour. And he goes, right, there we go. I know now that, that, that Ultron and Hank Pym share that body. It's mm-hmm. not just Ultron playing a sick game. It is actually. Oh, like Hank Pym yeah. is still in there. Um, yeah, and he says... Um, uh, Hank Pym says, um, if Rogers says assemble, you can't. You all can't run fast enough. Uh, and if Stark says he has some big idea, half of you will happily line up behind him, no matter how terrible it is. What about me? I'm a founding Avenger. I deserve some respect. Mm-hmm. I deserve to be taken seriously. And then he gets interrupted by Tony Stark saying... I just I didn't believe it. I didn't think it was actually you until just now. But that is the most Hank Pym thing I've ever heard anyone say. And then he goes on. Tony Stark goes into a little monologue then, and he starts talking about you know, you're the reason why we're not the happy family that we once were. Yeah. I mean, do you think he's right? Do you think do you think he's Hank Pym it's... deserves to shoulder that blame? Ah, this is where it gets really weird because the Hank Pym, the Hank Pym saga is one of the most complicated in Marvel. It's it's a mess because it's like the reason why he did what he did to Jan in the first place was because he was his the whole stuff of Yellow Jack and all this and all the serum and all the other and all his like this all the stuff he was going through at different periods of his and caused him to basically lose his freaking mind until man I don't know dude this it's it's a sticky one to get it's really sticky because I I mean Especially when you when you read the whole saga and you're like, and especially you know just enough about the saga and you're like, and you're like, oh, jeez, mm. dude. Yeah, and it's it's one of those because essentially the character has got caught up in this loop for mm-hmm. decades. He he as a character has never recovered, um, and you know some would argue that there is no recovering from it. You know, it's it's one of those things yeah, that is a little bit too real world um, for him to recover from. But it's it's quite you know. Obviously, I—I I mean, I—I I come from a place where I didn't read that story brand new. You know, I didn't—I didn't come in—I didn't know okay. Hank Pym before that story happened. So I only knew Hank Pym through this lens of, at some point in the comic character's career, you know, he committed domestic abuse against mm-hmm. his wife, and he, he hit his wife. And and the fact that I knew that is because no comic writer seems able to move the character past it. And nor, you know, potentially nor should they. You know, it is a character. Like, once that kind of thing happens, you're done. But I don't know whether the characters... We should be trotting the character out again and again and again just to tell the same story of the the kind of redemption arc of him because he has gone through multiple redemptions or attempted redemptions. Four redemption arcs in, in like... Like, I know there was a period where Marvel kept trotting him out and they kept putting him through about two, three different redemption arcs. And... yeah. And they keep, it's like they, they bring him back, and then they have to do a redemption arc. They bring him back, they gotta do a redemption arc. They bring him back, gonna do a redemption arc. And it's like, mm-hmm. either give the guy a rest. I mean, it's, we'll get, it's yeah. really, it's probably one of the most people. direct ones. I mean, this this was definitely the most direct. I was like, yeah. ooh, this is like, 
Ooh, this this is going there. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, this is the first time. Like, this is the first time I think that someone has directly called him out on it in a in the bluntest way possible that Tony Stark's or Tony Stark's AI does, because uh, since you know since that happened, you know, obviously he was kicked out of the team at the time. There were consequences mm -hmm. for his character directly. But then afterwards, you know, he went through these redemption arcs, either, you know, either from uh, an editorial initiative or, you know, a kind of the characters wanting to move past and be, you know, and get their kind of their friend back. Um, and that there's been attempts to kind of reboot him in a way. Um, but it, it, it doesn't work. It never has worked. There are some people that think that Hank Pym is a good character. There are some people that think that Hank Pym is worth redeeming. Yeah, um, but either way, it's never happened. It it never does, never does recover from it. Um, and what I here's my like here's my kind of opinion generally on Secret Empire number four. I think the the Pym Ultron dinner scene is fascinating. It's a fascinating, it fascinating. Kind of artifact. Um, and I think like Pym Ultron is the same time perfect, like the best and the worst character to be to break the fourth wall in this way because essentially yeah. the whole conversation is is him lampshading is him putting the spotlight directly onto marvel comics and saying look all you guys do is fight each other you know what happened to the good old days where you used where we all, all used to be friends all used to be a family together yeah and we all used to fight the bad guys and that's that's a direct commentary on marvel comics generally because you know, everyone, we all say that. We're all going on and going, well, shouldn't, yeah. you know, shouldn't they be fighting? You know, and yes, the drama's important and infighting is a natural part of a soap opera, you know, so we, we never want to see that go away and we also never want to see them shy away from tackling real-world issues and I think that's been Nick Spencer's defence a lot of the time, which is if you can't handle your heroes dealing with real-world issues, then what are you doing reading comics? And it's like... First of all, that's not what we're saying. You know, yeah. what we're saying is, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, if you have a political um, point to make, that's great, and comics are definitely an avenue for, to explore that. Whether whether taking the the Sentinel of Liberty that is Captain America and warping him in this way is the right way to do that, a lot of people disagree that it is, and so we come to kind of this issue where we've deviated away from the political message and back and back into a bit more of a superhero fair where Pim Ultron highlights and says call him Pimtron. That's what I Pimtron. call him. Pimtron. Yeah, Pimtron. That's that's better. That's a better name. Call him Pimtron. Pimtron turned around and says, "Look, you know, why are you why are you fighting each other? You know, why why are you doing this? Like it seems like every every year there's something going on." Um and he talks about he highlights civil war specifically or the civil war. Um God. And yeah, the civil wars, which are great. Um, and he says, "You always have such big ideas for solving all the world's problems. Funny how you just keep making things worse." Um, and I brought you here so we can sit down and reconnect. Um, and he talks about the fact that Ultron, you know, Ultron swooped in uh, back from space. Uh, Pimtron coming back from space just before the 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 shield went up around the Earth. And he's gone to Alaska and he's converted Alaska into an Ultron empire. His own kind of yeah. empire on the top of the world where he's built cities full of Ultron robots. Um, and we'll kind of come to the state of the world a little bit when we talk about Secret Empire United. But um, the idea here is he's just kind of lampshading 
Mar everything that's wrong with Marvel Comics and it's, mm -hmm. it's an interesting point to make at this point in time to basically halfway through an event that is is taking Marvel furthest from potentially furthest that it's ever been from the ideal state that Pete that fans know and love the 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 universe to be in um, and and making this kind of sweeping statement of why do you why are you always like this and it's like well at the moment we're like this because you you've put us in this position you know you've you've yep. put you've dragged Marvel Comics into this position and now you're going to talk about why and now you're going to talk about you know you're going to ask why are you always doing this it's like we're always doing exactly. it because you, you've just done it um, and Pim's a great character and Pimtron's a, an interesting best and worst character for that because he is a character that embodies a fictional a fictional construct that cannot be torn apart from the real world consequences of his actions you know so yeah. Hank, Hank Pym is a character that has never got out of the shadow of his domestic abuse um, attack on Jan, and it, yeah. as a as a fictional character, he's never recovered from the real world response to that. So it's interesting that Nick Spencer uses him to illustrate this point when he's sat across the dinner table from Captain America, who on a global scale is carrying out heinous acts that are comparable to yep. you know people's opinion, you know people's opinions and aversion to something like domestic abuse in their storylines things like fascism in their storylines so it's interesting again lampshading that and Tony Tony starts saying we've never recovered because of your act it's like well what's going to happen with the Avengers now that Captain America's like this is Captain America going to suffer the same fate as Hank Pym is Steve Rogers going to be the next Hank Pym is he going to be this character that decades from now he's only ever known as this person that once upon a time was a Nazi for a short while. I mean, I don't think he is. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think he's gonna suffer the same fate. But I don't see yeah. why he shouldn't suffer. I don't know, man. This is this is a weird. You brought up a lot of interesting stuff. That's gonna get really. <laughs> it's gonna be very weird to see how they play this up after this is all said and done. Because this, I don't know, man. This is a. I mean, the ultimate part of this issue is when it when they get after they get through the awkward dinner theater of um. This is, then they then they pretty much said, oh, well, we do have someone on the inside of this team that's on this like cosmic cube adventure and yeah and it's like ooh, okay we got someone on the inside now okay yeah so that's the big cliffhanger at the end isn't it that essentially yeah. on tony stark or uh, hawkeye's underground team uh resistance fighters there's one of the team members is is a is a mole a hydra and um, so we've got um we've got Hercules, we've got Tony Stark AI, we've got Mockingbird, we've got Quicksilver, we've got Sam Wilson, Scott Lang, Scott Lang, Scott Lang. Um, and, and I think that's it, isn't it, in this because yeah. it, it basically says we've got someone on the inside and then shows you that team directly, doesn't it? So yep, as far so as we're aware it is it is someone on that team. One of those six is the person on the inside. And I will say, Scott Lang his little quips of like kind of like yeah, this is about par for the course for any family dinner I've been part of, and yeah. I'm he has like, the funniest moments in the. In I'm the... like, he has the, he kind of has like, okay, he's the one, and then he also is the one that kind of helps Hank Pym. Like, you know, you and I have always been really cool, and it's like you, like, yeah, you're someone who's been who's gone through a lot of crap and never let it hold him back, and it's like, okay, and he's the one that kind of helps like get through, like, kind of helps finish off the. Okay, well, bye guys. It's like the other oddball part of this is 
Superior Octopus and Taskmaster being told to stay, like the uh, base, not um, Taskmaster and uh, Black Ant being told to stay in the stay outside. Like uh, we weren't needed, so we were just yeah, told yeah. to stay out here. That's cool. <laughs> that's, and that's it. Spencer's got some great. There are some really great, funny moments. Like there, uh, Hercules cracks open the, the the snacks or something, doesn't he? Yep. He's like, we're gonna like, crack open some snacks. Open <laughs> celebratory snacks. And I like and that. They find, and they find out that Namor just turns around and gives Steve Rogers another cosmic cube shard, yep. which means that at the end of the day, at the end of this issue, they they're one for one. They're, they're, each team has got a cosmic cube shard, and so that kind of shatters their confidence. And Hercules just turns around and goes, "I'll put back the celebrants." <laughs> I like, oh, for, for Hercules, yeah. he just wanted. Poor Hercules. But and a couple of things to kind of touch quickly on is. Like I said, one, there's the Red Room. The, the Basically, we do touch on the Red Room, the Red Room team, which I still mm-hmm. wish there was a full series of rather than some of it. Now, I'll take what I can get. It's kind of interesting how they're dealing with like, a torture scene, and then Black Widow's sort of like showing them, nope, someone's got to be, be a little bit dirty. But they show that the Punisher, that good old Frank Castle's after that squad, after Black Widow and that team, and yes, yes. he's about ready to find them at, by the end of the... By, by by the time we get to him, like okay, so Frank's on the hunt, and so I imagine that will come back into play. I imagine that um, that'll be a big a big part of it, if not another kind of part of one of the spin off series or something. Yeah, I mean, I like I did like that, but really the big part of the issue was the Pimtron stuff. That was yeah. like that is like the big part of the issue. Like anyone who's talking about this issue is usually like Pimtron. It's mm. it's all about the Pimtron, and. I definitely, I mean, I do want to, I definitely want to see, like, the bits of the issue, like, the, like, the Brave, like, there's other bits, like, that kind of lead into, like, say, Namor's decision with the Cosmic Cube, like, in Brave New World, we get Mm. kind of, like, a little bit into that, and I'm I don't want to deep dive into Brave New World, because they're all really weird. The Namor story kind of explains the Cosmic Cube stuff, though, that's kind of cool. Brave New World is, um, Brave New World's like a one-shot. Is it a one-shot, or? No, it's it's uh, a series, the series of, like, little quick stories. Like an anthology series, isn't it? And each issue is going to be... A couple of different stories. I did. I I like the. Uh, I like the other giant. I did like the other giant. The giant man story in there. That was kind of cool. I did like the. Um, That's cool. The That's third cool. one. The third one with Gwenpool was kind of stupid but fun. Like just it propaganda. Was, it was stupid. Yeah, it was. Um, it was stupid, but it worked. It did what it, it needed took, to do. Yeah, it took a completely different approach to. Um, took a completely different approach to the media under a fascist rule um, that we saw in Steve Rogers the last issue of Steve Rogers yeah, uh, where like yeah, he had that interview with um, with the, um, the 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 news anchor or the news reader um, and that was kind of a serious approach and quite a, uh, quite a disturbing approach to kind of the media under fascist rule whereas this was very yeah. much a slapstick Wile E. Coyote kind of Gwenpool poking fun at almost needed yeah. tongue in cheek. It was needed tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. Where where the giant man story kind of worked to kind of give a a nice little fun setup to him getting involved with the resistance, mm-hmm. and and then and then the Namor story is sort of like the continuing one of the anthology so far. It's going to be setting up what leads to him giving that cosmic cube to Cap. Yeah. After all, after after betraying two members of his original founding Invaders team, which. That that's yeah, lovely. That was a bit of a shock, yeah. But I but and then and then to get I do there's also other bits I kinda wanna dive into here, but by the way, it's interesting this week in, in this one that we have two cop two comics done by uh, Jim Dub Jim Zub being the Uncanny yes. Avengers and yeah. the United. Jim Zub's a busy boy. Jim Zub is a busy boy and he's, he's um he's turned out two 
really good issues, I thought. Those are really solid. I mean, it's like, like Secret Empire United, like, both, these series kind of have both interesting aspects to the, to how this one works. It's like, Secret Empire United is basically get a look, get a look into new TN, and you get to mm-hmm. see kind of like, also kind of need to see the old, uh, the old uh, X uniforms brought back to life from Grant Morrison's run. That was kind of funny. Yes. Like, yeah, like the, the, the leather jackets. The leather jackets, that was kind of cool, but I did also get a kick out of seeing some more obscure mutants. Like, like not not as much Sunfire, but seeing, like, random pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, that was... Frenzy, a, that was even a I was, like, though. having to go somewhat remember her, but not mm-hmm. as much. But random was like, whoa. Though, what yeah, kind of steals this issue is, bless you, Dr. Octopus. Like, Superior <laughs> Octopus is, like, probably my absolute jam of this issue. He is. Oh, yeah? You like him? I like Superior. I like Superior Octopus. I... I really get a kick out of how he's being handled so far in this series. Like the little bits they've used, I'm like, I I kind of dig this, and mm. and I kind of I also kind of dig how they're kind of doing. Like Sebastian Shaw is part of the Empire, and mm-hmm. I I want to sm- I kind of cracked I, I kind of cracked up when I saw L use this on Twitter, uh, Fems and Fridges. Yeah. When so this is the issue where I said, you realize L, if I use this. You realize this is gonna. I'm gonna end up saying this. This is on you. You get full credit for crediting this Scarlet Witch thing, and I, I'm not gonna get yelled at. I'm, I'm crediting you. This is all. <laughs> the <sighs> deep sigh moment. Boob Thulu. I feel shame. Boob Thulu. I mean, you can't. What? Once she said it, I cannot unsee it. It's yeah. like when I when it, it also but it did explain Scarlet Witch because they didn't really say at first like why is Scarlet. Oh, she got possessed by Kithon, the elder. Okay, and yeah, and, and that somehow made her boob bigger. And and yeah, she's Boothulu. Why? Why <laughs> did they? I I don't know. But here we are. I mean, I kind of I like how the rescue squad worked. Work because they actually basically part of the issue is they're rescuing Sunfire and getting him out of there after yeah. after a kind of like a crazy border mission gone wrong. And I love seeing Strong Guy being used in this a lot because. Strong Guy is kind of like a sentimental favorite of mine. Yeah, well, we saw this team at the end of Secret Warriors issue two, didn't we? Like last he's a, episode. Yeah, he's a sentimental favorite. I, yeah. he, he, from he, the X Factor days. Yeah, sentimental. I'm sent. I like. I actually own. I still have his figure somewhere. So mm. I really, I, I have a fondness for Strong Guy. I think I always kind of liked him. So well, he's he's a deep cut as well in a way, isn't he? It feels like. Feels like he's he was everywhere for a he while. He hasn't been used as much since um he hasn't been used as much since Peter hasn't been used as much since especially since uh, Peter David's uh uh X Factor stuff. So yeah, he's been kind of it's really kind of a fun little issue how they how they handle it because it's like really the team they bring. I mean, it's, it's interesting how they work this team. I mean, I, I kind of like how after the mission, after once the X team gets their stuff together and ta- and Taskmaster's reaction to it all, it's like, ah, forget it. Get out of here. I'm not being paid enough for this. Once they rescue Sunfire. Yeah. I'm out. You, you guys, you you did your thing, but then, and then like st- the Steven Beast chat is actually kind of interesting because they kind of build up that there's some dissension within the the rank, which they've already been teased a little bit anyway, mm. but then what was really funny is to realize, wait, because even we were kind of, I think we were both wondering, why is Zorn in charge? Like, yeah. This is like... We, we Yeah. We like, were nearly, very nearly turned into a Zorn cat last Yeah, we last were. Episode. And we then... The last Secret Empire episode. And then, and then suddenly, and then... Because it was funny, because remember, did you read how they changed the cover from 
from uh, Emma, Thro Emma Frost to magic. Like suddenly, Emma Frost got changed oh, to magic, and Emma Frost got changed to magic at the last minute, and it's like, oh, they, whoopsie, we revealed our hand a little bit too soon. Ah, oh, that makes more sense now. Though. And that's why they showed, and then here's Emma Frost being the one controlling controlling Zorn all this entire time and she's hiding within running new Tien and yeah so and she's I actually, controlling Zorn like mind controlling Zorn from the past we still don't know any more about Zorn then really do we we don't know we assume that we're going under the under the assumption that Zorn is a separate character to Magneto which yeah. he was the last kind of place we saw him was that he was an, his own separate character but why she's using him specifically as kind of a a scapegoat I assume she she's obviously using him because she is a a known wanted mutant terrorist mm -hmm. at this point. So to let her go, like the public wouldn't potentially look fondly on letting Emma Frost run around or run they'd around be or run in, be in charge of an empire. They'd be they'd be after her. And they'd be after Steve Rogers. And he's we he's seen we've seen him in a couple of issues now be extremely conscious about public image. Yep. To the point where he's he's coming to blows with the rest of his like Hydra Cabal because of his approach to um, to to the, to the, the public. Specific. The world would be like the world would be like wait white queen's in charge of this little mutant empire. Dude, <laughs> no, we no 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 you you got to go after him. And it's like it's like fine. It's like well yeah. I got but he but he knows like white queen being in charge. He can kind of like okay like I can deal with this one. I mean. Yeah. And she's not fond of him. It's obvious. She's like, see you soon, Captain Hydra. And it's like, yeah, yeah. like I don't like you either. And it's just they one have of an easy alliance, don't they? I mean, they. I mean, definitely, it definitely does work because she's because she does reveal that Doctor Faustus and our um, our Doctor Faustus and Arnim Zola are mm -hmm. kind of working are kind of working against him. So yeah, you know, exactly. She, she helps him out really in a way as well. She gives him a little more of an understanding, and that, as you say, that kind of that is starting to show dissent in the ranks, isn't it? It's starting to show the cracks, the chinks in the Hydra armor, really. Because of the fact that now Emma Frost is in charge, Emma Frost is basically running this mutant nation that used yeah. to be Northern California. Um, so we've got we've got Emma running New Tian, and we don't we still don't know enough about the the X Men's response to the Hydra takeover. No, we don't. Like, and I think they're. Gold are going to be covering it a little bit, I imagine. Yeah, but it's like this is what's weird. It's like, and so far the X Men have kind of been in their own little universe for the most part because they, because in the midst of Secret Empire, suddenly they're being, they're in the midst of their revamping the X line, and oh, here's Secret Empire. Uh, what? Huh? Oh, we gotta, we gotta work this yeah. in now. Okay, well, yeah. we, we've talked about that before, haven't we? The idea of these events like hijacking brand new series or brand new kind of. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it works. Directions. Sometimes it works. Other times you're like, okay, I mean, like, like the one thing, like, I kind of want to dive into this after, like, right now is like, since we don't really know what, what the X Men are up to, the, the one thing, the one thing I really did dig, like, probably the one that out of all the times I really kind of got a kick out of it. Is it weird that the Dark Dimension stuff's been some of our favorite stuff of this series so far? I like, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting that to be it, the most interesting it, stuff. If you had told me that the Dark Dimension stuff, like so far, it's like Doctor Strange, we we really like that one, and also it had really awesome art. It's yeah, like yeah. A, like Nico Henrichan was like, okay, that's awesome, and then yeah. Whoever the and it's like learning about this Kim just like the one part of the kind of the cool thing about the Dark Dimension bit is Jim Kim Jacinto's art and Tamara Bond villains color art for this. My 
Lord. We've kind of dropped the ball a little bit because normally we give the creative teams for all of these. Uh, this is, this is what I kind of want to make a special note of because. Yeah, yeah. This is I'll put them all in the show notes anyway. Yeah, put them in the show notes, but this is one I want to make a special note of because that was the one, like, the first thing when I read this, I went, this is gorgeous. Like, mm. this is legit. It's very kind of. Um, it's, it reminds it, me of a bit like Jim Chung, a little bit like Isad Ribic kind of in places as well. Yeah. Um, it, I, really kind of detail, detailed, styled art. Very, very nice. Very, very, really pretty. I mean, it's really cool looking. Because the kind of the cool part about this issue is also, this is Jim Zubbs. I think this is his first issue on Uncanny Avenger. So he's kind of... Yeah, I mean, Jim I, did look, is I did look up Kim Jacinto and... Um, because I'd not um, I'd not actually heard of him as a, as an artist before, but he's um, he's quite prolific in Marvel, especially in Marvel comics. Uh, according to ComicVine.com, um, he has got fifty three credits to his name, um, wow. including series such as Angela, Queen of Hell, uh, Uncanny Inhumans, um, Venom, Space Knight, and um, most recently on Un- Unworthy Thor. He's done some work on Unworthy Thor. Okay. Um, so whether that's just alternate covers or not, I don't know because I know that um, Olivia Coipel was uh, the artist on that. But yeah, he's done quite he's a load of good stuff, and he's, he's good. Very I mean, much that's, it's worth following been, based on this issue. Yeah, I'll be following him Jacinto now because Jacinto's work was really good on this, and Tamara Bomba has always been a really good color. It's like in all the stuff I've seen her in, it's really good. Like yeah. I've seen a lot of her, like all of her, like this really good work, and it's definitely interesting to see that. Like, but the big part of his issue is it kind of takes place after the whole when they get sealed in. So now yeah, they're so like eight minutes after eight minutes after the, um, the 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 Dark Force dimension comes over New York. So it's a, it's one of the earliest, uh, if not the earliest tie-in of this of this episode, isn't it? Really, it's the early the one that's set the earliest. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. I mean, it's it's basically mm. them trying to figure out how they get out of this dimension, and then them fighting off, like, giant Dark Force monsters. I mean, really, this is the issue. It's them fighting Dark Force monsters, and them saving, and then, and then saving people, trying to save people, and trying to do what they can. Also explain, like, how Quicksilver is involved in the Resistance, because he got sealed outside of it, so it's like, well, bye, Quicksilver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's resistance. it. End of, yeah. And, and I think, like, it sounds like that is essentially that's all that happens really um, and it's so it's it's kind of it's kind of a simple story in that sense but I really liked the the characters I like the interactions I really like this members. I mean have you been reading Uncanny Avengers anyway no um, a little I've read the issue? first I read the first trade like the first Same. trade of the, of the new run and I have mm. read that but I haven't read anything else yet and now I'm kind of like yeah. okay I want to do some catch up because this was actually really fun because I do yeah I love you, like, this is the first issue isn't it and I think he's the new creative team going forward yeah. um, I don't know if this will survive like what they want to do after, whenever they whatever they do with Marvel Legacy but this would actually be kind of cool because like what's kind of cool is like a lot of the stuff they're doing with this is they're putting unlikely teams together like mm. at one point Rogue is, is wandering off trying to do some stuff and then suddenly and then suddenly now she's teaming up with Shocker and and a freak and freaking Scorpia. Yeah. The and the hat that do some stuff and like, well, uh guess what? We're all on the same team here right now, so let's team up and let's do what we can to survive this. It's really cool. I mean, that's what's kind of been fun, is like Kingpin's been the unlikely hero of the Dark Dimension and now Shocker <laughs> yeah. and Scorpia are getting are getting a shot at doing some cool yeah, stuff. I'm like that's that's really cool. And then what was really freaky about the end of the issue is seeing Brother Voodoo being possessed by all the Dark Force stuff. And it's like, oh, because mm. oh. 
when I when I heard he was going to be trying to commune, I'm like, uh oh, this is not going to end well. This yeah. is not going to end well at all. It's going to end very badly. And I mean, talking of endings, they could continue this series like as a like they could legacy number it because is this the third Uncanny oh, Avengers? I mean, series. You know, I, I think Rick Remender. Rick Remender started Uncanny Avengers back at um, back in Avengers Now. I really like that series. I um, I thought that was a great series with John Cassidy's art. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Um, and they've continued it since then. And they've um, they've continued it since then with. Uh, I think Rick Remender did the rebooted issue one again. They mm-hmm. started it. They started the series with issue one, and then since then it was. Um, I think it was Jerry Duggan started the new Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, Gary Duggan started the uh, the uh, new series, mm-hmm. and then and Ryan Stegman did was the artist on the first on the first bit of the series, and then Stegman's now moved off to uh, renew your vows. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes because I kind of dig I kind of dig this. It's like because some it's interesting about some of the stuff here. Like like I kind of want to dive in a little bit in Secret Warriors because you know what's weird about Secret Warriors is like I don't know how they're gonna keep it going after Secret Empire, but I really hope it does. Yeah, I'm, I'm really liking it. it. I I, I love what Rosenberg is doing. I really yeah. like what he's doing with this team. I like I like the team dynamic. I kind of liked how they handled their adventure in the X land. That was really funny. Yeah, yeah. And because again, it picks I like up how they're. I like and I like United a little bit. It, yeah, it picks up from the last issue, and they're they're in new they're in new TN, and they're wreaking all sorts of crazy havoc, and it's a lot of fun to see how. How Quake, how Quake and Karnak and all these team members are now kind of working together, and I kind of I dig that a lot. Yeah. Actually, probably one of my favorite bits of the issue is probably probably what's really funny is seeing how um, one they realize that Dark Beast is there, which was really funny. It's like another Dark deep Beast? cut, another deep X Men cut, really deep. That was like Age of Apocalypse cut, and it's like, yeah, wait, how is he here? And it's like, did you know he was here? No. So are we cool? It's like, you can leave your volition now. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. But what's really funny is it's going to be interesting to see that now we're going to see, because we're going to see Mr. Hyde in the next issue interacting with Quake. Ooh, okay. And he's tied up with her because of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, isn't he? And he's her, yep. he's her dad. Um, he's her dad. to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, series. That actually was kind of cool. I, like I said, I really want to see where they go from the series. And I know I'm skimming over that one, but there's there's only so much I can dive into. Because I, I kind of want to dive a little bit into, a little tiny bit into Deadpool. Because Deadpool only so... Deadpool is an interesting one, too, because... Forgive us, guys. It's, it's like, this is actually one of those where this is the week where I'm kind of like, yeah, we're bouncing around. Cause, but Deadpool actually has some really cool ones. Because Gary Duggan's Deadpool and how he's handling him with with Hydra. That's some fascinating crap, man. I, I felt like the last issue that I read, because that was the first um, Deadpool issue that I'd read of, mm-hmm. pretty, I think probably of Gary Duggan's run. I read um, I read the first arc, I think, that he did. Um, but this was the first one that I've read. And it's such a tonal shift to what I expected of Deadpool that I think it kind of threw me a little bit. I still enjoyed the issue, but I still was kind of like, I wasn't expecting it to be that somber and that kind of... And obviously, you know, he kills Phil Coulson, seemingly. So mm-hmm. like I was kind of like oh wow this is deep but then this issue I I got it I kind of I I, I had a, 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 a switch flipped in my head and I kind of I got what Duggan is doing with this Deadpool series um, and I as a as a consequence of that I really enjoyed this issue oh and great. I think you um, did you put on the on the Google Doc that you think that this is going to break your heart oh well because it does break your heart by the end because he's 
you can tell that by the end of the issue, he's sort of like, this is way... I, I don't like this, because even though they show him working with the team, he's sort of like working with the team other comics, so like right in his own stories, he's sort of like, I don't like this. This is this is not he's, good. He's already kind of turned. And he, I like what I like about it is all through the issue, he keeps saying Hail Hydra wrong. He keeps mispronouncing it. Just Fail Hydra. Like, yeah, Gale Hydra. Gale Hydra. Hydra. keeps saying it wrong every time. And then at the very end of the issue, he, he discovers... The rebellion's hideout. He discovers mm-hmm. where they're where they're holed up. That we found them. That we saw in Super Empire issue one. He he found it and he goes to hide. And he, and he says, says nope about that base. Um, and he goes, yep, yeah, no, there's nothing there. You can you can write it off. So he's fighting back. But at the very end, they say, aren't you forgetting something? He says, oh yeah, Hail Hydra. So the one time he says it right is the one time that he's he means it the least. You know, because yep. he he now knows that. He now he's he's made his choice. He's found the rebellion, and he's. I mean, he's still. You know, he's still killed Phil Coulson last issue, and he's, and he's still he's still fighting, tracking down people like he tracked down Speedball and turned Speedball into the Hydra in this issue. So he's still not redeemed, but at the same time, he's he's taking steps to to make sure that the the rebellion continues. Because really. he also sees that he told them that where where it was, then it would cost lives on both sides. So he went no. Mm this would be too much and he would not like how this would end and the yeah, and also he's thinking cool. about his daughter really as well the fact that she's in this school that she hates and you know a bit of a what seems like a bit of a microcosm of of america you know as, as a whole like she's in this new kind of baron zemo school for superior youngsters and she hates it with a and she passion yeah exactly and he sees that and you know I think that's kind of his way of going right I didn't think Hydra was so bad but if my daughter hates it maybe she's onto something um, which was nice and it looks like next issue is going to be more about that because the cover for next issue has got her sat outside the principal's office and yeah. Deadpool's in there about to smack him in the face with a phone and on the wall what I like on the wall behind her it says miss one detention two more will take its place <laughs> which is uh, I, if that's not a hydra school i don't know what is though i did one thing i did like is i did kind of get a kick out of the uh, speedball fight that was really fun yes yeah i did like that and i did like how uh, how they handled like that was a really fun little fight and mm-hmm. i really got it. and also nice little pairs from speedball in this so that was kind of cool i mean really it's it's kind of like one of those moments where bits of this issue are kind of like because this is kind of like a neat little way to kind of follow up aspects of my favorite arc in deadpool the, the good bad and ugly arc and that's definitely probably one of my favorite arcs in the kind of like the newer deadpool run stuff so i went yeah so this is kind of like this issue sort of like following up aspects of that and that's pretty neat and also you get to see more aspects of how really awful this world is it's like yep they're burning books of the original of the true history of world war ii so mm. that's awful and yeah. that's terrible he doesn't like that deadpool is very much like at the point where he's just like this is awful guys i mean he's only he's, he's he knows he can only do so much especially his daughters in a hydra school so he's like exactly i'm not she's, letting her get her but into it, isn't she? Yeah. there's only so far i can go here without because i don't like these people i mean because that's the thing, a lot of these people that are working for Hydra, they're also like, we don't like Hydra. Like, do you like them? No. Like the kids from the uh, from the uh, from the first Red Room special, we, the from the first Red Room special we saw Black Widow, and they were like people that are working with the Hydra. Like these people are terrible. Yeah, I don't like them. Yeah, it's like they're paying us though. Yeah, but these, they're still <laughs> awful. Oh yeah, we know they're awful. Like, but they're paying us. But we know they're terrible. We know. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's how Deadpool's hitting right now. It's sort of like, like the people who aren't 
immediately brainwashed by Steve and their Hydra crew are sort of like, these people are terrible. Yeah, it's an interesting way. Like, this is definitely one of the ones that I'm like, I kind of dig where they're taking this and Like, this is what's weird on some of the tie-ins. Like, some of the tie-ins are actually sometimes, are actually that work a little bit better to the favor of Secret Empire than even some aspects of the main series at times, which is really funny. Mm. It's legitimately funny at points. Like, some of them are going, this is actually really cool. Like I said, like, after them, like, the Deadpool bits are really solid. The bits with the Dark Dimension. How in the world did the Dark Dimension become so cool? I have no idea. Like, the Dark Dimension yeah. bits are still my... You're kidding me. This is actually really cool? Yeah. Well, both <sighs> issues so far, like Doctor Strange and Uncanny Avengers, which are the ones that have, like, dived into the Dark Force Dimension more than any other, are, have good. been among the, the, the best tie-ins so far. Like, we, I think out of these... Out of this week's, like, picks, I think... Um, definitely Uncanny Avengers number 24 is, mm-hmm. is definitely worth a read because I've not I'm the same as you I've not read any of Uncanny Avengers really apart from the first trade before this issue yeah but not only not only did this issue kind of catch you up really well um, it didn't reintroduce the characters in kind of a natural way um, and introduced the team as a, as a group dynamic it threw in a bit of soap mm-hmm. opera bits and bobs here and there and it made me want to go back and read the previous 23 issues same here man um, so, so that's a really strong issue. So it's worth picking up, even if you're not a reader like us. Uh, Secret Warriors. I mean, we've said it. Before, I like. You know, I like that comic. Pick up it's that series. It's, it's a really good. It's a really good comic. Matthew Rosenberg's doing great things with all the characters. Um, it's a little bit funny. It's a little bit touching. This this issue specifically goes into Ms. Marvel. Uh, directly and talks, you know, in through her interactions with the rest of the team and the steps that they're taking that are going over that line more and more, like kind of highlighting the the the, the moral and ethical dilemmas that the Red Room uh, kids are facing, which is, you know, how far do you go in the, in the with the excuse of there's a war on, you know, like Quake is crossing that line, Quake, Quake and Karna cross the same lines that Black Widow's oh, Lord, crossing yeah. when it comes to torturing. And, and getting information out of people. And Ms. And Marvel reacts to it exactly the same as, as Riri Williams and Nadia Pym did. And Miss Marvel's like New Jersey and dealing with that, that was interesting. That was really cool. Because it shows. That was, good, yeah. that was really cool. I mean, really, Secret Wars is one of those books that I'm like really rooting for. Like after Marvel Legacy, whatever they decide to do with it, I'm like, can we keep Secret Warriors? I don't know what's going to happen yeah. to it, but. I like it to take around. But again, they, again, they could legacy number it if they want to, because there's been a Secret Warriors. Yeah, there is. A, yeah, they could. They could they actually could, legacy could, number they it. Could, they could probably get legacy number it up to like issue probably thirty or something, because I think yeah. I'm sure there was like 25, 26 issues of the previous series. Oh man, that would that could actually legacy Warriors. I'd be down for that because I really like Secret. I really like this incarnation of Secret Warriors. Yeah, yeah. And but, then the only other real standouts then I think are um, Deadpool number thirty-two. I thought was really mm-hmm. good. Um, and you know, I mean, Secret Empire number four is obviously worth reading, um, because oh, Lord, yeah. it, but nothing else. I mean, I think it's a. I was a bit. I wasn't too scathing on it. I think I gave it six and a half out of ten. Um, but like, I think it's a fascinating artifact, and it's a it's a, a very weird commentary on Marvel weird. comics. So I think it's worth it reading for that alone. And Pimtron and and Scott Lang was was really strong in it as well. Yeah, I um, definitely think that. What um, Secret Empire Brave New World? Let me ask you something. What do you think of um, What do you think of Namor? 
as a character. Uh, Namor is one of those characters. It's interesting. Namor's never really been. He's been a bad guy. He's been a good guy. He's been in between. He's been. He's been neutral. He's been. He's been everything in Marvel at least once. Like he's never been. This is like sort of like the more doing what he needs to do. Namor. He's not a villain. He's not really a bad guy. No, he's a king, isn't he? He's just king. He's operating like a king right now, and he's trying to protect his kingdom. So, what's he doing? Doing whatever he needs to do. So, if he has to turn turn some friends in the Hydra, then if it protects his kingdom, that's what he's doing. You don't you don't have to like him, but you don't have to like it. But he's doing to protect his kingdom, and that's a continuing story. That's going to be one that continues on the next issue. So, I'm like, ooh, okay, Mm -hmm. like. That'll be interesting to see where this plays out and explains why he's given away cosmic cube pieces to to uh, to our to Mr. Steve Rogers or dear Captain America. So that there's that. I mean, I don't know. It's a really weird. It's very weird. It's very strange. But like I said, I kind of I kind of like that. Is I kind of like how they they handled it. Yeah. It, it I mean, I don't. Work. I'll be honest. I don't like Namor. I think he's a jerk. I don't. I, I mean, I don't like him any time he turns up in Fantastic Four. Oh, he's always that's funny. You know, with Sue, um, and I just, I'm not a fan. And I think, like, I don't think there's ever really been uh, any attempts to make him likable. I think the, the the thing that makes him the character that he is is the fact that he is an unlikable character. You know, even when he was declared as a mutant and he was siding with the X-Men when they were on... Um, Utopia. Old, uh, yeah, Utopia, the Asteroid M. Um, when they were on that just off San Francisco and he was kind of with them for like a long time uh, I, I didn't like him then <laughs> and I don't, and I don't particularly like him now weird, so, um, not, yeah Namor's so, odd Na- Namor's yeah, one of those characters that you can't really Namor's weird man Na- Namor is definitely that one of those characters like, like even when he's in his regular series he's one of those well you can find aspects to like about him and other aspects you go yeah he's just an ass isn't he yeah he is yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he kinda is kinda yeah. sadly it's like, man, it makes it tough to like him. We know. That's why we keep Namor limited. <laughs> yeah, that's why we that's keep why, him. That's why we haven't tried to figure out a lim- another series for him to appear in yet. Like, another... Um, so, that's that's pretty much it for um, the issues, really. I think, like, the, the main takeaway from it is we learn a lot more about the world that they're, that, that Hydra is, is yeah. kind of in place of. So, we, we learn about the fact that there's Ultrons amassing an army in the north. We learn that... Um, the X-Men are kind of holed up to the West. We still don't know how and why the X-Men have, have, le- have not allowed this to happen, but how, what they did to resist um, this kind of new status quo. And oh, I think yeah. until we learn a bit more about that, like the whole situation still feels like the... I think Nick Spencer's got this bubble of North America where Hydra has taken over. And that feels as though... In the, in the circumstances that he's provided, it feels as realistic as it's going to feel. Yeah. Um, where it's been like, you know, because it's taken on real world issues and everyone at the moment can believe a nation can be, you know, manipulated by a right wing agenda. Um, but then everything outside of that, like the fact that Ultron's amassed an army in the north and the fact that um, the X-Men or mutants are kind of at an uneasy piece over on the left hand side. We obviously saw how and why that allowed to be happened because Magneto got um, the head of the Red Skull. So he exactly. kind of started that, and then Emma Frost has taken over as, um, as being in charge of it. But I don't know how believable I find that. I don't know how believable Yeah, and I... where's Magneto? Where's Magneto? Yeah. I On that note, where's, that where's Peter Parker? 
We haven't seen Spider-Man yet. Where? Yeah. Where? What? Yeah. <laughs> I um, didn't even pick that up. It was only because I again I read James Johnson's Man in the Hydra Castle article. He mentions just drops in and goes, "Where's Peter Parker in all this?" And I was just like, "Yeah, where is Peter Parker?" Yeah, we'll find out. He's gonna be popping up soon in the uh, Amazing Spider-Man tie, and I'm like, "So that's where he appears." Okay. Yeah, I mean that's where he appears, but that's that's only where he appears. Like he, I don't think he's in the Dark Force dimension. No. And because I think he squares off against Superior Octopus in his yeah. issues. So for him to do that, he has to be outside of the bubble because Superior Octopus is outside the bubble. He's in Secret Warriors. That so is he's so weird, dude. Really strange, isn't it? So we don't know what the state of play for the X Men is. Still, we know what we know a bit more about Nutian. We know more about the mutants. We know Zorn's situation there. Um, but um, but yeah, so it's a bit of a strange one. But um, but anyway, I'm sure we'll find out more about that. As well. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, what did you think generally then of the um, of the issues overall? Strong week or kind of a bit of a, a week in between? This is definitely the in between week because this is about this whole event because we are hitting the halfway point, and when you hit the halfway point of an event, you have to almost realize that they got ten damn issues of this thing. Yeah, yeah. And an omega. And an omega. Oh Lord, have mercy! And so, <laughs> there, the, it's just like this is we are hitting. We're going to be hitting the okay. We got to pace some stuff out a little bit. So, and there's a lot of tie-ins coming up, and there's a lot more. And so this is sort of like the in-between week. It's not. It's not bad. That in-between period. It's not. It, it's. It's okay. It's not. It's not like. It's not. I can't really say it's bad because there's, there's not. There wasn't an issue that I was like this is bad. It's just more like eh, it's okay. Not bad. I'm. I don't have that much stuff to complain about outside of it. it stuff happened. Uh, I like I said, there's it's some of the stuff that kind of caught me better is like realizing that the dark dimensions probably been some of the best stuff so far out of this, and that's and stuff with Deadpool has been really solid. And yeah. it's like the stuff that the unlikeliest stuff of this store of the stories is the stuff that's been really good. And you're like, wow, yeah, like the unlikely stuff's been some of the really cool stuff. And some of the likely stuff's been like, yeah, it's, it expands to the story more, but really the unlikely stuff, some of the really, the, the stuff that's the diamonds in the rough have been some of the neatest stuff to dive into, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's one of those, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird week, because I think yeah, it's, it's a mixture of a couple of things. I think it's the fact that there's there's not any real standouts. There's the Uncanny Avengers and Super Rise were really strong. Um, but generally speaking, there's going to be weeks like this where, or there's going to be, you know, occasions like this where, the the story dips um, a little bit, or the the overall our opinion on it isn't as, as strong as it was, and depending on how many issues we get of tie-ins that are coming out, it might be that yeah. we have you know more occasions like this where we have to kind of take a, a sweeping overview rather than a deep dive, in, just so that if we can actually get through the issues. This week, I this probably wouldn't have been one of those weeks where I've been like, come on, we got we got to keep this going, man, because I'm getting yeah, exactly yeah. Because we've got to keep it fresh. We want to keep going with it as well, but we can't. Like, if we deep dive into every single issue, we'll drive ourselves mad. Because that nine issue one, that took it out of me, dude. That it did. That, that took it out of both. I think both of us by the end of it were like, Matt, you spent two <laughs> hours, dude. You spent those over two hours on this, man. We, 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 we can't. No, no, no. Cannot do that again. Cannot do that again. Oh, that yeah. was rough, dude. That was still like the roughest one. Nine damn issues. But, <laughs> sheesh. I was not, I was like, no. We ain't going through that one again. That was, that was crazy. 
<laughs> not doing that again. So we're just going to, uh, we're going to kind of, we're probably going to take a bit more of a, a learner lesson from this week. And we're kind of probably uh, going to yeah. take this approach moving forward. That and the fact that you're, you've not been too well. I am melting I, in the heat. So I, I I, I'm like, uh, I feel much better today because it was funny because I was like, getting to the mundane moments here i was like when i, I was like it was funny i was like mo- i was like mowing the lawn today and i'm just like well if i'm mowing the lawn in the midst of sinus wonderland this is awesome and then and then when it rains i'm like ah oh, my sinuses kind of like me because it rained it helped sweep some crap out of the air that's awesome and and bless the podcast happening on the day where i can actually be sound function and sound like sound like a normal human awesome yeah. yay <laughs> Excellent. Well, sounds sounds like it was a good uh, good timing on our part there. Definitely. But um, yes, yeah, so I think that's uh, that's the end of the show. Then uh, and now it's time for us to tell you all the ways you can get in touch with us. Um, my name is Matt Loon, and when I'm not doing this, you can find me on Multiversity Comics, writing reviews and co-hosting the monthly podcast Super Comic Battle Wars. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Matt Loon. Wes, what about you? Yep, you can. And this is. And this is thread from the script I actually wrote down. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna test out, but I'm, I'm on. I'm going to test out a different thing every week because you can you can find me on a Twitter Express and seriously, this is probably the easiest way to find me is at Geku Landed and then right on Monkey's Fighting Robots. Which I actually have a couple things planned for that for that this week because there's a couple books that I really want to dive into and also on my and also on my really badly in need of an update geekulanded.com did I mention is really badly in need of an update because I actually have stuff I want to do for it I just have not gotten a chance to dive into it yet but oh mine's exactly the same but yeah so but yeah I'm pretty like really the easy way to get in touch with me is usually Twitter like I I'm dead serious like Matt and I are probably like we're pretty easy to get in touch with on Twitter it's kind of like you message one of us on Twitter you'll find us you can get in touch with us really fast and also at the and you can get in touch with us on the that's the issue Twitter too that's the issue that's the issue that's there as well yeah definitely we're easy to Um, find we're pretty easy to find we're ridiculously easy to find and you can email the show as well um, at that's the uh, well you can email the show that's the issue podcast at gmail.com if you've got questions comments or opinions um, reach out to us there um, we're you know you can find the podcast we've gone way off book when it comes to the scripts but you know I'm, I, we'll, we'll get there we'll figure it out yeah um, you can find us on SoundCloud Stitcher Podbean Google iTunes if you use iTunes definitely leave us a rating and review uh, we're still a new podcast, so getting um, getting that rating really does help us. Um, so if you can take two minutes out of your day, that would be amazing. Um, and uh, you can find show notes on my blog, talking of blogs that rarely get updated. Um, uh, you can find the show notes for this episode and all episodes of That's the Issue over on awesomesourcecomics.com. That's S-O-U-R-C-E, as in your source for all things awesome. Uh, and that's it. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Um, we're still... As I say, we're relatively new, um, we've not been going long, and we've all we've been doing really pretty much is diving into Super Empire. Um, so if you're listening and you, you're hearing me now, you, that means you've listened to the whole of this episode. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to give us a chance. Um, and until next time, we'll speak to you soon. Catch you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. X-Men. Told you, I I had a goal this week, man. 
I had a. <laughs> we are just gonna. We we're just gonna cook with gas with this bad boy, and let's see how, and let's see how we can still make this a solid show while still while still making it faster than lightning. <laughs> like yeah, 